0: Can we just lift our hands and bless God Um, Thank Him and increase your level of expectation this evening to receive of Him In the name of Jesus Can you say after me, thank you Heavenly Father Thank you because I know that the way you distribute resources is via the ministry of your word Therefore, I receive that which is mine, through the hearing of faith, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So my name is Deji Um, I'm a management consultant, and I run a management consulting firm with two other partners. And so I've had the privilege of um, um, advising business leaders across various sectors, and primarily um, it's been around, you know, solving problems, around discussing their issues, their challenges, um, from manufacturing to how do we grow to human capital challenges, a myriad of challenges, and a whole lot more recently, uh, very rapidly growing businesses who are trying to raise capital for expansion, and so we found ourselves in the mix of Quite a lot of capital raising exercise, and it's quite exciting seeing how investors make decisions and how they scrutinise businesses and you know pretty much just dissect your numbers um, to the point where even you, the business owner, you'll probably be wondering at some point, did I actually know what I was doing in business in terms of my numbers and the projections for the future and the market and the opportunities that are out there. Um, so that's what I do for a living, and um, I'm going to sort of speak from that perspective. And so this evening, I decided that I was going to just pick bits and pieces and try to put together uh, something to speak about tonight from what I have been teaching at the Lekki branch of the Baptizing Church. And uh, we started that beginning of the year, and that has been you know, looking at the person of Joseph um primarily because i mean personally i, I was minister to and then quite a number of confirmations here and there that in this season god is really really after young people and um, it's important for young people to understand really how to move from mediocrity from the backsides from just having dreams you know to actual manifestation of those dreams So you can, if you're writing, you can, I mean, if you're treating this as a lecture, the title of my lecture is From Dreams to Manifestation. From Dreams to Manifestation. I may not be able to cover the entire value chain, but I'm sure that you'll pick some very valuable things um, tonight as as we proceed. And so very much I believe that, you know, even in terms of uh, the prophetic direction or dimension, For the people of God, young people in church, people running businesses, I think that Joseph, you know, stands out as an enigma for us that we can look at and begin to look at the steps that he took to actually converting or moving from the dreams and the ideas and the things that God showed him as a young man, as a young teenager, to manifestation. And the intricacies and the things that happened along the line to bringing him to the manifestation of his dreams Amen So if you permit me, let's read very quickly Genesis 37 Just read quickly from verse 1 to 11 Okay I'm used to looking at the screen in front of me to read Okay Genesis Alright, and Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. Uh, these are the generations of Jacob, uh, Joseph being 17 years old. So he was a young man, he was a teenager, he was 17 years when the Lord started out with him. Was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Bila and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father what? Their what? They are what? their evil report. So he would go out there, relate with them, but come back and he was bringing what? Evil report about his brothers. I don't know if you have been in a situation like, like, like I was. I mean, I have a younger brother. I remember when we were growing up, um, he had the habit of just, you know, we all play together and do all sorts of things when, the parents, when our parents are not around, right? And then when my mom comes... After eating late in the evening, he would just go, you know, he was quite a little boy then, lie on a bosom and start reporting everything that I did that was wrong. Alright, so this was sort of what Jacob was still, uh, uh, sorry, Joseph was still doing as at the time he was 17 years of age. Because I'm sure not everything they were doing was evil, right? But he picked the bad side and he would choose to report that to the father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his age, of his old age, and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him. So they hate him, right? And could not speak peaceably unto him. And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said to them, Here I pray you, this dream which I dreamed. For behold, we are binding we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf arose and also stood upright, and behold, your sheep stood round about and made obeisance to my sheep. And his brethren said to him, Shall thou indeed reign over us, or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet again another dream, and told his brethren, and said, Behold, I have dreamed a dreamer. And behold, the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obeisance to me. And he told it to his father and to his brethren. And his father rebuked him. Amen. And said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I, thy mother, and your brethren, indeed come to bow down ourselves to thee, to the earth? And his brethren envied him, but his father did what? Observed the same. I am absolutely sure that if you are here, you are a business person or you are a career person, either you have a long-term vision for your career, wherever you are, or, you know, you are seeking to transition from, you know, paid employment to actually starting something on the face of the earth, I am sure that, you know, you have dreams, right? Is there anyone here that has no dreams? A vision you have for the future More importantly, as Christians It must be a vision that God has actually put in your heart Remember that when the Holy Spirit was poured out One of the things that Peter began to say Was that this was that which was spoken by the prophet Joel One of the things he said As a manifestation of the move of the Spirit Is that young men shall do what? They shall dream dreams, the old men shall see visions. Sorry, the young men shall see visions, and the old men shall what? Shall dream dreams. So you having the ability to vision, to, to have a vision or a picture of the future is actually a move of the spirit. It's one of the primary manifestations of the move of God over your life. Hallelujah. And when you have dreams as a young man or you have a vision as a young man, both words can be, you know, interchanged. But whatever happens to you as a young man is what you will see in your lifetime. Do you understand what I'm saying? But if you have a dream or a vision as an old man, it is something you are seeing that may not necessarily happen in your lifetime. Praise God. But we are mostly all young people. But we see Joseph being a man who also had Who exemplified both sides of the divide you know he had dreams that manifested in his lifetime and he had visions all right that didn't come to pass in his lifetime but he prophesied about them concerning his bones that you should not leave my bones in egypt and so on and so forth so this was a man of the spirit through and through and no wonder pharaoh saw him and said look how, where, where, else can we find a man in whom the Spirit of God dwells? And that's the same thing that was manifested in his life when you see his relationship with uh, uh, Potiphar, all right? That Potiphar saw that the Spirit of God was with him, that God was with him, and therefore he was productive even within the house of Potiphar. But between your dreams and The manifestation of those dreams. In other words, the birthing of the reality of those dreams. Those dreams coming to pass. Between that is a gap that I call purpose. Amen. Between that is what is called purpose. That which is predetermined in the heart of God. All right. Now, before Joseph ever came to the scene, God had already prophesied to his grandfather Abraham, that see, there will come a time when your generations shall be what? In a strange land, and they will come out with great spoil. So, what was happening in the life of Joseph was anchored on the prophetic word. When we are doing business and we are moving on in life, we must understand that we must live out the word of God. We must understand that there is a script in the heart of God concerning each and every one of us that God primarily is interested in what? In purpose. At the end of the day, everything God is doing is to see Christ manifested in your business. So that through you, Christ will also bring many sons to glory. That primarily is the focus of God. All right? All right. So what God does a lot of times, and that's what brings frustration, is that when he gives you a dream, there is a predetermined purpose in the heart of God that he wants to achieve. That in your journey and your strive to see the manifestation of that dream, God primarily is interested in seeing purpose being manifested or coming into reality. And that's why before you become the father of Isaac, you have to become the father of nations. That is purpose. So uh, Abraham had to go from being someone who didn't have a son, all right, to being given a dream or a vision that you become a father of nations. But between that, sorry, he had a promise from God that you'll have Isaac, but between that is purpose. I need you to become the father of nations. So God is not in the business really of giving you things or, or making you a billionaire or a millionaire just for you to, you know, lavish on your own personal uh um, you know greed and how many cars you want to buy and all the regular dreams that young people have today but between where you are today and what god has shown to you your passion your desire the things you want to build on the face of the earth you must understand one thing that god is interested in purpose and it is this purpose that brings frustration A lot of times That it looks like everything is working against you That you are seeing perhaps Some other people getting into the things You are dreaming of getting into And you are wondering why there are so many roadblocks Before you But for you as a Christian As a believer God is slowing you down because He wants Christ to be seen And be manifested And that is why we cannot Afford to mess up in the place of a personal relationship with God, in the place of prayer. Amen. Because prayer keeps you sharpened and understanding what the purpose of God is per time. The more sharpened you are and aligned with the purpose of God, the more you shorten the time of your manifestation if you can get into purpose and understand what god through his word is transforming you into because before he gives you those things he must transform you the bible said about joseph that the word of god tried him do you understand the word must try you and having tried you found you not wanting that you have built the kind of character that is required to handle the dream that He has put into your heart. Do you understand? Then you are ready for manifestation. So sometimes we can run about and you know be on the streets of Lagos and trying to get things to work. You know, one of the members of our church in Lake, he said, You know, the most unbelievable thing happened to them. I mean, they had this massive deal, and I think even came and told Pastor Daly that, Pastor, we want to move church. Don't worry, I will foot the bill. Like that was how sure the you know uh, the deal was. Everything was perfected. (laughs) But the most unbelievable thing happened: the person that that guaranteed the entire deal, he just died. Last minute. <laughs> Praise God. I don't know for some of us, we probably come close to certain things, and before you know it, it just boom, it's so far from you. You know, you come very close to some opportunities, and again, it just moves away. Understand this God is at work in you. God is at work in you. Between purpose, between, between your dreams and the manifestation is what is purpose and purpose is what brings trouble and that's exactly what happened to joseph and i'll tell you this one thing there are two primary things when you get into troubled waters when things don't seem to be working out for you and when things seem like they are very slow Amen. I wanted to give another example, but I'll I'll, I'll let that run. Amen. When it looks like things are very slow, there are two primary things that you need to take cognizance of: and it is your character and your skill. Character and skill. Once you have a dream and you don't have the character and the skill, to handle the vision, trouble comes. And that is what we see with Joseph. And in the corporate environment, you can look at um, look at character as what is called the soft skill. Have you ever heard that before? Soft skill. You know, things that are not necessarily hardcore. Like, you know, doing financial models and so on and so forth you know, core skills, soft skills like leadership, teamwork, you know, how to collaborate, and so on and so forth. Things that has to do with how you relate with people. Praise God. And then you have the hard skills, the core skills. You know, um, for some, it is what you've, gone to school to learn, you know, I'm a medical doctor, I've acquired the skill to diagnose and to prefer solutions to people's problems. So, your hard skills is what is It's actually your ability to solve problems or to add value to your environment. So, Joseph had the skill or had to build the skill to solve problems, and he had expertise in the ability to interpret dreams. So, I mean, that was that was where he grew too. He he had to go through a transition to get to that point. And we see him also exhibiting, you know, a dimension of leadership skill that I mean is very rare, extremely rare. And we see him metamorphosing into you know having the character and the skill required, you know, to be the prime minister of Egypt. I mean, you have to solve a massive problem for you to move from being a prisoner to being the prime minister over a city. That problem has to be big enough. Do you understand? And God prepared him over the years to come into. That place Praise God Amen So When you have setbacks And you have problems Or you have challenges And it looks like you are struggling And all of that With the vision With how, how how are you going to start out How are you going to start your business And so on What you need to understand Is that it is God that is at work Alright Alright you may be able to point to people who are responsible that person didn't believe in me that person you know threw me out they told me this they told me that but understand this primarily that your destiny is not in anybody's hands do you understand it is god that is at work the bible tells us clearly that the sons if you're a legitimate son he will chastise you do you understand the, the Bible says that we have all partaken of this chastisement. Nobody's exempt. Hallelujah. Even Jesus Christ himself. Praise God. Had to learn obedience by the things that he suffered. Alright. So, nobody is exempt. Trouble is not necessarily a bad thing. Let us shift our mindset. The question you need to be asking yourself is when you see that you are struggling to step into the next level it's not necessary for you to start some form of spiritual warfare all right the first question you need to begin to ask yourself what you need to begin to dissect and dimension is what skill am i lacking and what character am i lacking what is god trying to work in me so that i can develop that status to step into the next level that god has prepared for me praise god hallelujah So here we see Joseph Amen do I have more time So here we see Joseph And the passage that we just read Tells us a couple of things Or shows us a couple of things about Joseph And that is the fact That he had character flaws Amen He had what? Character flaws He was imprudent in speech he didn't have emotional intelligence. His own brothers hated him. He couldn't communicate a vision. All right? Because leadership is the ability for you to be able to communicate a vision and rally people, connect with people, collaborate with people, sell that vision to other people who would help you achieve that vision. Amen? Amen so he 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 had clear character flaws but by the time joseph found himself in the household of potiphar we do not know the bible wasn't explicit necessarily about you know how long he spent there or how long he had been there before potiphar started to see that see there is something about this young man and everything that he's doing, you know, seems to be prospering. That he's a prosperous man. Anything I put under him just multiplies. He's very productive and so on. But we see clearly that, you know, he grew from one level in the house. All right. And he moved to the point where Potiphar didn't even care what he put under Joseph. But just to go out, come in and eat. He put every single thing under his care. That was a man who was able to develop the leadership skill required to lead people and rally people towards a purpose. And the purpose he was rallying people to achieve wasn't necessarily his own dream. It was what Potiphar needed to get done in the house. It was about running Potiphar's business, it was about running Potiphar's house, but he was able to rally a troop that Potiphar felt, look, everything concerning my house I don't need to bother again I am chairman now I can retire from this you know and just face eating and drinking and relaxing this young man has got it all together this is CEO material and what you need to understand is that you know for many years and I'm sure there are many people in my shoes uh, I thought that Joseph was just a chief Of the slaves in the house You know the head slave That every other person That was you know under him Were slaves just like him Praise God But not so Amen He provided leadership Even for the troops He was like the executive assistant To Potiphar He was like the executive assistant to Potiphar He provided leadership For the entire house And Under him were Egyptians Who were born in the land Native Egyptians They deferred To this Hebrew slave That was brought in Praise God And I can prove it to you Maybe we should I mean look at that it's, it's there, it's clear, praise God But let's look at one instance, amen I just want to use that to drive home um, So if you look between, you know um, Look at Genesis 40, Genesis 37, the first beginning verses If you look critically in there, you would see it But look at Genesis 39 And let's look at verse 14 And the, the, you know, this part really struck me And that is the fact that when leadership shows up, when leadership shows up, ethnic sentiments go to sleep. The problem we are having in Nigeria where we are talking about, oh, is a northerner, uh, yeah, we don't want a south-south, this has been zoned and all of that, is because there's no leadership showing up on the horizon. At the end of the day, if you can do your business, run your business very well, there is power, there is infrastructure, there are good roads, and so on and so forth. Do you care where the president comes from? How does where the president comes from put put food on your table? But when there is no leadership, that is when we begin to talk about ethnic sentiments, and it is this turn, and it is that person's turn, and so on. But well, this is one thing that you know really surprised me. Look at look at what you know. So she had she had tried to seduce Joseph. And the Bible says that she called unto the men of her house and spake unto them, saying, See, he has brought in an Hebrew. She's playing the ethnic card now. Alright. He has brought in an Hebrew unto us. So when she says us. Is she talking about other Hebrews, or other slaves? She's talking about Egyptians. Do you understand? He's brought in a foreign Hebrew guy, you know, and he's brought him unto us to mock us. He came into me, unto me, to lie with me, and I cried with a loud voice. So she reported Joseph to the other guards, you know. So what's the natural expectation? That they would rally around and go pick Joseph, hold him bound. You know, waiting for Potiphar to come And then they report him to Joseph and all of that But they just moved on Praise God That is leadership Amen They had Absolute loyalty to this guy That in spite of the fact that Look, Potiphar's wife is reporting him to us Yes, we know he's a a, a Hebrew, he's a foreigner and all of that But, well It's not for us to deal with You know, he had risen to the level where they really couldn't mess up with him. Even if they wanted to. Amen. But, you know, he provided a form of leadership for them that they couldn't do, they couldn't move against him. They were loyal. Amen. So she had to wait for the boss to come. And then it was her that reported, I mean, if ethnic sentiment was so rife, I mean, these Egyptians will be all over the place. Fuming and all of that they would have even gone now to corporate and say look something is happening in your house so, you know they would have been waiting for the day that joseph will make a mistake you know okay we are just waiting for you just waiting and then when he just makes a mistake al, ah, it's our time to move against this foreign guy now this is the same joseph that didn't have the character to make his brothers align with the vision that he had his own blood brothers, the Hebrew guys born in his house. He didn't have the character to manage them, to relate with them, to the extent that they hated him. But here are Egyptians who didn't hate him. So we see that he is developing the soft skill of leadership as he was transitioning to the palace. So what are you developing as you are in transition? Transition. Or you are just waking up every day and trying to hit the road of Lagos and, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, pursue this vision. Without understanding that look, I need to look inwards. What do I need to build upon? Praise God. Amen. Amen. Then let me just narrow down because of time. The hard skills that he had, or the core skill. Amen. That had to do with the interpretation of dreams. Ability to solve problems. And to, you know, interpret dreams. Let me say something. Uh, And I said this at Leckie Church. The Bible said that it was God that, you know, called for famine. That he broke the staff of bread in Egypt. Now, if you see when Joseph was interpreting the dream of Pharaoh, he said to Pharaoh, he said, God is showing you what he, that is God, is about to do. Amen. So, God was absolutely in charge. And I will say this. God is in charge of economic shifts in the system. Hallelujah. Everything that God made is valuable But everything doesn't have the same value Or command the same value at every point in time Praise God It is God that causes shifts to happen So that value can transfer from one commodity to another Because corn became so valuable in Egypt That people were selling their land to buy corn it was God that caused the shift to happen to transfer value. And what will happen is that once the word of God has tried you and x rayed you, then a shift will happen so that what he has committed into your hand, that dream, what you are working on, value will transfer to it. And then your time for manifestation has come. Praise God. So when you see shifts in technology, shifts in migration, a lot of Nigerians are moving to Canada eh, almost every day I'm hearing. These things have economic significance. Shifts in climate, shifts in demography. When you hear that, you know, most of the population of Nigeria, over 60% is made up of the youthful population, there is economic imperative for that. Amen. Amen. And like I said in Lecky, it was my younger brother, a financial analyst, that made me understand that financial analysts, people who manage funds, they pay serious attention to weather forecasts. Any shift in weather, they know the economic implication and they need to safeguard the funds. It dictates where to diverge from and quickly move into. So we are watching weather forecasts. for some of us, is just... You know, is it going to rain? Should I go out? Should I spread clothes tomorrow? And so on and so forth. But some serious-minded people are paying attention to shifts in weather. And I read something in papers recently. They said the early rains in Nigeria is going to result in, you know, increased uh, uh, production in cocoa. If I'm if I'm correct, Amen. When you hear there is a drought in another country, they've factored, they've looked at the value chain to say, look. If this country is suffering this kind of weather condition, maybe leather material will become very scarce. A scarce commodity. And so, you know, they've just analyzed the entire thing. These things are orchestrated by God. Amen. So, let me give you this example. I, think I gave given in Lekki Church. Even Isaac. When God told him, don't move to Egypt. Stay in this land. He had caused a shift to happen. So that his skill and the ability to dig wells becomes valuable. So that the king had to come and negotiate with him. They started fight with him. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So God is seeking and looking for purpose. There are big things in the heart of God that he wants you to achieve on your way to fulfilling that dream, that business, that enterprise that he has given to you. Hallelujah. And so we see Joseph going from just... He wasn't even interpreting his dream. He didn't have the skill to interpret. Because what he was doing there was just to translate his dream. Amen. So his brothers and his father were just looking at the translation... Which really wasn't the interpretation of his dream if they knew the interpretation of that dream amen I mean I mean they are, they are, not, they are, they are going to hate him they know that look he's going to be sent forth to preserve us maybe they would have even you know galvanized him and say oh how can we put you in Egypt you know send you ahead of us you know <laughs> instead of hating him and throwing him in the pit praise God but he couldn't he couldn't even interpret dreams. And then he got into prison And you know the, the baker And um, the butler Were also thrown into prison And He interpreted that dream right hmm? But what the spirit of God showed me Is that he wasn't yet the finished material And that's why he was forgotten in prison So So He interpreted the dream of the butler. The butler's dream was a simple solution. There was even nothing to solve there. Which is why the butler forgot about him. Amen. Because what I see, if you look very critically, that the dream of the butler and the baker were literally, clearly the same as the dream that Pharaoh was going to have. There are two sides of the same coin. Three branches is three days. Three white baskets is three days. Seven cows, seven days. Seven Seven years, sorry. Do you understand? See, There's the easy stuff, and there's the hard stuff. The easy part is that there will be seven years of plenty. But what will we do in the seven years of famine? The wisdom to solve the problem of seven years of famine is what will get him to become the prince of Egypt. Are you following? If he couldn't provide a solution, He wasn't yet Prime Minister great. The butler had a dream. It was easy. You will be restored to the palace. The hard one was the guy whose dream was that they are going to what? Hang you. I would have gone a little deeper, but because of time. Let me just... It was the fact that they were going to hang him. Alright? Because there, there, there are some intricacies, you know, in there. But I don't want to start going there Joseph could have solved that problem if he viewed it with the right perspective. You don't understand. But you see, I, I don't, he, he couldn't care any less because he had attached his destiny to that of the butler. If you get into the palace, remember me, was, he had literally even forgotten about the baker. The baker had to tell him, I, me to, I had a dream." joseph was already gone amen and then just looked at him and look they will hang you and the best will come and eat your body what have i got to do with you but if you had looked at the baker and said look your dream is that they're going to hang you that's what's hanging over your head but if you do one two three by the time they call you do you understand the king will say they should hang you quite all right but somebody will stand up for you and you understand he could have done what solve that problem because if you look at it later the butler when he was telling let's look there genesis chapter 41 from verse 12 he said and there was there with us a young man and hebrew servant to the captain of the guard And we told him and interpreted to us our dreams. To each man according to his dream he did interpret. He said, and it came to pass as interpreted to us. So it was, me, he, restored. So who hung the guy? And he, he hung. By what? The words of his mouth. Because what was happening there is exactly the same scenario he was going to face when he moved before Pharaoh. To interpret the dreams of Pharaoh. There is the easy part. There is going to be abundance. What do we do in the time of famine? So the world is looking for people who can prefer solutions. Solutions. So what enterprise you are building The question is what big problem Or how big is the problem that you are solving Hallelujah Amen How big is the problem you are solving Praise God is your problem the Prime Minister's size problem? Because the issue also, a lot of times, is that the dreams that we have, what we are doing sometimes, and the track we are on, is not consistent with the dreams that we have. Especially if it is a God-giving dream And vision Because that's where we must all start from As believers You must be sure That it's the spirit of God that moved over you And gave you that dream Or that vision to start with Hallelujah Because in this agenda I mean what would it profit a man If he gains the entire world And he loses his soul God is interested In you yes be a blessing to the nations but not at the expense of your soul not at the expense of compromising in the place of character hallelujah and that you are not in the economic system lazying around and not developing your skill you see let me say this i mean in the few seconds i have like I said, we, by the grace of God, sit with business leaders and they tell us these the problems that we are facing. And a lot of it comes down to human capital challenges. And the fact that, you know, they are not seeing managers on this scene. People who can hold down a business or you can just commit, you know, a portion of your value chain to and he can manage it and hold it down so that you can go to sleep and face other things. That is what business leaders are looking for. That's what happened to Potiphar. And later, that's what happened to Pharaoh. Oh boy, let me go to sleep. This guy can manage every single process. I was speaking to someone, a multimillionaire. He's based in the US. He deals in properties. And he told me, he said, we're just talking. And I was saying, I I saw something that you put out on Facebook. And I mean, you were celebrating this person so much and all of that. He said, look, when I was leaving Nigeria for U.S. So he moves between Nigeria and U.S. So he develops properties in the U.S. too now. Um, He said, this person was responsible for the continued growth and success of my Lagos enterprise and business. This person was leaving the business and moving out of Nigeria and he continued to pay a salary for the next six months after several benefits that he had had given to the person. Why? He was so delighted and so grateful that he could go to sleep and someone can manage his business. People are looking for managers. Managers are people who can manage people and resources, just like Joseph. People who have the skill and the ability. So our faith does not permit us amen, to be lazy. It does not permit us to just stay in the place of prayer morning till night without doing work. Work was what God Gave to man to express the blessing Of dominion that he gave to man Give him a garden and said Tend it and keep it That is work It is via work that you will express the dominion mandate And the blessing that I've given to you So if you are blessed and you believe that you are blessed Faith without corresponding work Is dead Is absolutely dead You are a sabotage Or, or, or a saboteur of miracles <laughs> Praise God, that's way I say it. Amen That's the way I say it. Praise God. Because it is work that causes miracles to happen. Amen. Glory to God forevermore. Thank you very much for your time and thank you for listening. God bless you.